to start out by giving the Lord some thanks. We have today with us uh, Miss Susan Murray is here. She's not been able to attend with us for quite some time, but uh, she had fallen in the hospital actually and broken her hip, and she had to have hip replacement and all kinds of different things, but praise the Lord, she's here with us today, and uh, there were further complications that we could not control, but the Lord knew about and uh, just continued to remain faithful, and so we're so grateful that she is here with us. So thank you. If you prayed for her, I want to thank you so much for that, and I'm sure she's very thankful for that as well. Uh, so continue to pray for one another. Let me, let me encourage you today. Prayer works. Prayer works. And sometimes we don't think it does because we don't maybe see the immediate effect that we want. But let me encourage you today, prayer does work. And we've seen multiple people over the last couple weeks coming back to church who've had major surgeries and major things happen in their lives, but God just continues to bring them back and around, and we're so grateful for that. So we have so much to be thankful for. The Lord continues to provide things in our lives that truthfully we do not deserve. And if we're honest with ourselves, we could never even ask or think of some of the things that Christ has allowed us to have. Uh, We live in an amazing country. Uh, We live in amazing houses. We have amazing cars. We have amazing friends. We have people around us that we just love. We have all kinds of wonderful things. We have an amazing purpose in our lives. We have a purpose. The purpose is to glorify God with all of our hearts, all of our souls, and all of our minds, and to love Him the same. I hope you find some time this weekend to honestly and truthfully thank the Lord. This is Thanksgiving, right? And it's not just uh, to go around the table and tell your family what you're thankful for about them. By the way, I think that's a good thing, right? Oftentimes we can be very negative with each other, but the reality is we need to be thankful for one another and tell people so. I, I really don't like it that we have to, it takes a holiday for us to remind people about how we feel about them. But nonetheless, we have a holiday that reminds us to tell people how we feel about them, so use that. But not only that, listen, all good things come from the Lord. And so I I challenge you this weekend to think about the things that the Lord has given you. The very breath of air that we breathe comes from the Lord. Everything that we have has come from the Lord, so thank Him truly, passionately thank Him for all that He's done in our lives. I find, though, in North American society, in our plethora of blessings, we can easily become accustomed to the blessings, and even the, we can even expect the blessings to be a part of our everyday lives. And if we don't receive those blessings, we can get angry. I'm reminded of this story. Two old friends met each other on the street one day. One looked forlorn, almost on the verge of tears. His friend asked, what has the world done to you, my old friend? The sad fellow said, let me tell you, three weeks ago my uncle died. He left me $40,000. That's a lot of money. But you see, two weeks ago a cousin I had never even knew died. And he left me $85 thousand dollars free and clear sounds to me like you've been very blessed his friend said he said you don't understand last week my great aunt passed away and i inherited almost a quarter of a million dollars (laughs) now the man's friend was really really confused then why do you look so glum this week 
nothing. That's a problem with receiving something on a regular basis, right? Anybody following you? You would, you would love to be this person in the story, wouldn't you? But here's the reality. We are the people in this story compared to a lot of people in this world. The reality is this. When we receive so many blessings consistently and constantly, even if it's a gift, we eventually come to expect it. We eventually come to expect it. The natural tendency is that if we receive a gift long enough, we come to view it as entitlement. And that is the word of our generation, entitlement. We will feel hurt, even angry, if we don't receive that entitlement any longer. And again, it's often the same way with the blessings of God. God has continued to bless us and continued to bless us. And what happens is we've come to take God's blessings for granted. We can also become almost anemic to the blessings. And, and from all of the blessings that we, we become even lethargic. Just, just bleh, right? I was telling somebody last night, I ate more food last night than I have ever eaten in a long time to the point that I, I had to confess my sin of gluttony to the Lord. I'm not kidding. Like, and it, it wasn't even purposeful. I was actually talking with somebody, and we, we got talking about the Bible. And if you want to get me talking on something, talk to me about the Bible. I love it. And uh, so we started talking, and just the motion of eating, I just kept doing it. Right? There was food on my plate, and I just kept doing it. All of a sudden, I hurt so badly that I thought... I'm, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. And like, I, I, oh, hot sweat came over me. I had to get up. I said, excuse me, I need to go outside. And I took a walk. I was in so much pain. Listen, we ate like kings last night. But here's the reality. I felt lethargic. Oh, I can't do anything. The kids wanted to play. I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't. I've eaten too much. What happens in our Christian lives is we can gain so much blessing and so much from God that we just become lethargic. If you'll excuse my terminology, we become obese with so many good things that we don't even know how to move on if we needed to. And such is the current condition, I believe, of our North American society. Our North American society is easily in this spiritually uh, blessed state, and such is the condition also that we find the disciples at the night of Jesus' arrest. You might be thinking, wait a second, Jesus was arrested? Yes, Jesus was arrested, but Jesus was not arrested for being a criminal. Jesus was arrested for being culturally unacceptable. He was culturally different. He was going against the religious norm of that day, but I want to, that's a story for a whole other day, maybe we'll get into that in the weeks to come. But here the disciples and Jesus had spent three years together, spent three years helping people, they had sp spent three years healing people, they had spent three years encouraging people and walking with people. An awesome ministry Jesus had. Jesus had become the talk of the town, literally. He, he, he was the most famous person in all of Israel at that time. In fact, just a few days before Matthew chapter 26, 
The entire city of Jerusalem was out laying palm branches down and shouting, Hosanna! Hosanna in the highest! We're praising the name of the Lord that this man and Jesus comes in and it's this massive parade for Jesus. And here the disciples are a part of this. The disciples are walking in. They're, you know, woo-hoo, hooting and hollering. This parade, it's an awesome time. What a wonderful thing that's going on. They walked with Jesus. They walked by his side. They had experienced some rejection in their lives, but really wasn't all that big. They had experienced even some frustration, but they had not really experienced any personal attacks. In fact, a couple weeks ago we talked about Peter. And Peter, just the night before all of this happened, Peter is told, you will deny me three times before the night is out. And Peter couldn't even comprehend that. Peter couldn't even think through that. He's like, there is no way that I'm going to deny you. There's no possible reason for me to do so. There's no 